One, two, three. Hallelujah. Clap for the Lord. Amen. Yeah, that's powerful stuff right there, man. Let's all be seated in the house of the Lord. Let's go ahead and pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for blessing us, blessing us to be here this morning. We thank you for giving us yet another opportunity to sit at your feet and to receive fresh rhema from heaven. I bind the work of the devil right now in the name of Jesus, that there be no distractions, but that your word would go forth and accomplish that which you've sent it to. We thank you, Lord, and we surrender to the power of the Holy Ghost now in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Clap for Jesus. All right. Look at your neighbor and say, get your Bible out. Okay. Amen. It's still about the word. That's what it's still about. Still going to be about the word. Amen. Praise God. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to preach this message um, this morning entitled Soul Winning. Soul Winning. And this is just, you know, God bringing us back to fundamentals, just things that help us. Sometimes we have to be reminded of these things so that it can be at the forefront of our minds and, and we'd be able to go forward as God intends for us to go forward. So let's go to uh, Proverbs 1130. Proverbs 1130. Let's open up there and we'll start there and move forward in the word. Praise God. Proverbs 1130. And we'll just look at this one in the King James. And, and so he says, the fruit of the righteous. Look at your name and say, the fruit. Okay, I want you to pay attention to that. We're going to be discussing that. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he that winneth souls is what? Wise. Okay, so now I'm going to help you. So that you you can be effective. You know, this is this is what uh, the church is all about, is helping us grow in the Lord. The church is a training center. Amen. Did you know that this a church? Is, the church is a training center where you go get trained up so you be prepared to go out there and win the world, not blend in with the world, but win the world. Amen. Come on. How many know we're supposed to win the world and we're supposed to win in every area. You're supposed to be able to win on your job. Can I get an amen right there? You're supposed to be able to win in your neighborhood. You're supposed to be able to win in your family. We're not to blend into the world, but win the world. Amen. And we have to be equipped to do this. And so he says, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And so fruit is a precursor to effective soul winning. Amen. I'm going to help you with how many I want to be helped today. Fruit is a precursor to effective soul winning. Now, you cannot win somebody into something that you're not in. Can I get amen right there? You, you can't win somebody into something that you're not in. You cannot sell anything that you have not bought. Come on. If you haven't bought into something, you can't sell it. Amen. Because nobody's going to believe in it because you don't believe in it. And if I understand what this word is saying, the fruit of righteousness, how many know righteousness bears fruit? Well, what is that fruit? That fruit is a tree of life. Well, that is attractive. Amen. Good fruit is attractive to the unsaved world. That's been one of the biggest problems with the church is the church has been blending in instead of winning. And so as a result of that, people don't see a distinct difference. And so really, they, they don't say that there's no reason for them to commit to this way or that way because they don't see any difference. But he is Jesus is uh, the this is Proverbs, but we can understand this. We're going to speak, speak on what Jesus spoke in a moment. But the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life and he that winneth souls is wise. So that fruit is a precursor to the effect of soul winning. So I've got to have some fruit before I could win. Oh, come on. See, this is the way we're supposed to train. We're not just supposed to train people. Live any kind of way you want and then go tell everybody about Jesus. Don't say nothing. Oh, what you mean? No, no, because uh, God's slowly making a change. Okay, well, you be quiet while he's doing that. Oh, come on, somebody. 
Okay, you know, because he, he's just slowly working on my temper. Okay, just be quiet. Go ahead and let him slowly work on you. But we sure don't need you opening your mouth, telling people you were Jesus and you acting like that. Uh, you understand the difference? See, that the, it's got to be some fruit. I cannot, because what am I going to win them to? Hmm? What am I going to win them into? And so this fruit is necessary in order to win people the right way. Now go to Matthew, Matthew 7, 15 through 20. The word of God is saying, and, and you know, Jesus is speaking this out. Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep, but are really vicious wolves. Oh, y'all. This don't sound like baby in the manger talk, huh? Oh, man, you got you to understand what Jesus is saying. And so, next verse. You can identify them by what? What about all these churches said that your works don't matter? Well, what about all this? See, your works don't get you saved. Your works are a manifestation of the fact that you're saved. Come on, somebody. Your works don't get you saved, but... If you are saved, then now there's going to be evidence. Come on. How oh. I many know when you wasn't saved, you acted a certain way? And you didn't even have to tell us you weren't saved. We already knew. We already knew by your fruit. Amen. And so you can identify them by their fruit. That is by the way. Y'all in here with me? You don't mind me just getting into the. This is the NLT. They, they spell it out real easy. We can identify them by their fruit. That is by the way they act. So this is about your actions, man. By the way they act. And then he says, can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces what? See, what's in me is going to come out of me. Oh, see, that's why you got to watch out for people, because they'll be good. And then you'll be surprised. You say, what? Man, you was cussing like a sailor. I didn't even know you had that in you. Oh, yeah. See, a good tree produces good fruit. What's in you? It's going to come out when you get squeezed. Come on. How I many know? It's just like you want to get that lemon. You want to get that juice out of it. They got some devices now that'll get you get a good squeeze. I mean, they'll squeeze it all out for you. Amen. Well, you know what? This world, the devil knows how to put some stuff on you that'll squeeze you. It'll squeeze you. And what's in you. Hmm, it's going to come out. Now, this is not to bring condemnation to you, but it's for you to acknowledge Oh, what? If that came out of me, what kind of tree am I? Huh? A good tree produces good fruit. So it don't matter how much you squeeze. Y'all in here. No matter how much you squeeze that lemon, all you're going to get out of it is lemon juice. You could squeeze it as hard as you want and you'll never get apple juice out of that lemon. It does not produce apple juice. And so somebody that is, come on, saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost, not just a church goer, but a kingdom citizen who's been transformed by the power of God, somebody who's died to self, come on somebody, who rose in Holy Ghost power, that's walking in the earth not to please and gratify themselves, but on assignment from heaven, anointed by King Jesus, come on somebody, to conduct kingdom business in the earth, no matter how you squeeze them. Oh, come on. Pastor, you know, we all just, you know, sometimes we get in those tough situations. No matter how hard you squeeze them. What kind of tree is going to determine what what comes out? Amen. And so what this says is a good tree produces good fruit. I don't care how hard you squeeze me. You ain't about to get me to come out. Blankety blank, blankety blank, blankety blankety blank, and just come on, somebody. Like cussing like a professional. 
man, you like you seem like you got a degree in cussing. And you you know how to use those words effectively. You know how to use them at you got the right tone on that word. You know how to cut with it. Skilled with your cussing. <laughs> now, this who's talk this is Jesus. This ain't, you know. So somebody can say, well, I, you know, you're judging me. No, no, we're just reading Matthew. So I just, I'm just, you know, that's all we're doing is reading Matthew. Amen. Amen. So a good tree produces good fruit. A bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce. Oh, see, and then we got all these people saying, Oh, see, you, what you, the Christians, we're not perfect. We're just forgiven. Okay, I get all that, but let's just read, read Matthew. We just keep reading that. And then, then that way you have something to go take to God because, you know, the ones who made the bumper stickers and stuff, they, the ones that made the bumper stickers, you can't go and say, hey, God, I saw this on a bumper sticker, so I've been living my life according to this bumper sticker. He's going to say, what verse is that? Uh, it's not a verse, but, you know, it sounded good at the time. Depart from me. Y'all in here with me. You got to structure your life according to the book. And so a good tree can't produce bad fruit. Man, so it seems like we get off the roller coaster of hot for God, then we're not, you know, up for God, then we're not. You know, we get off of that if we start reading like the scripture. And a bad tree, what? Can't produce good fruit. See, and and there's there's a, that's why there's times of exposure that are always come about. Yes. It always manifests. You say, oh, wow. I thought this guy was such a great pastor. I thought he was. So you thought. But then guess what? His fruit. Came to light. And it doesn't matter how nice someone is. Until they get converted truly in their hearts. All they can do is be nice for a little while, but they're going to manifest because they haven't been changed. Amen. So a good tree can't produce bad fruit. A bad tree can't produce good fruit. Next verse. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Dang, Jesus, what? That must have been Matthew. Matthew had a bad day when he wrote this. That's on Matthew. Ain't that right? That's on Matthew. No, you look in the King James and that stuff is in red. When it's in red, that means Jesus said it. And so he says that. uh, So every tree that does not produce. So it's not like it's an option. Well, Pastor, I'm just, you know, I'm not really producing no fruit. But, you know, I mean, he Jesus, you know, he knows my heart and. None of that applies to this. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, you so can you identify people by their actions. So now it's brought back home to us and it's like, dang, this is pretty aggressive, right? And so your actions confirm your identity. Your actions confirm your identity. Amen. So really, it doesn't make sense. Like for people, they they say, um, I'm sorry. You guys heard him say that. So let's say you just manifest, go off on somebody and you say, I'm sorry. For what? Being the real you. (laughs) See? Now, I'll bring you into a level of accountability that will help you change. Because when you come into these places, you don't give yourself any grace. You don't allow yourself any length on your rope to where you say, I'm free to act this way or that way. You will be hard on yourself because you don't want to be in that situation where your fruit is not reflective of kingdom fruit. Amen. And so your actions confirm your identity. So now let's back to this Matthew 
7, let's go to verse 21. Matthew 7, verse 21. Let's look at this. No, no, and uh, uh, still back there, NLT. Matthew 7, 21, NLT. So not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my father in heaven will enter. You see that? Who's saying this? Jesus. Jesus. Now, on judgment day, many and then that judgment is going to be, you know, good for some and bad for others. Amen. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name. Now, stop right there. We prophesy. So so you may say, man, how are you going to prophesy? Well, you know what? You don't have to be saved to, to prophesy. The devil knows how to give you insight on things to come. He has some, you know, he can give you some insight there, too. But then also he says, and we cast out demons in your name. How I many know at the name of Jesus Every knee shall bow. So somebody could say that name Jesus and demons could run just because they scared. They heard the name. Then they realize, oh, he wasn't really with you. And that's when the Bible says he'll come back with seven of his friends. Amen. But initially huh, they run it because that name is so powerful. Amen. And so they're saying, and we performed many miracles in your name. And then now. But this is what Jesus says. But I will reply, I, y'all in here with me? I never, what's never mean? Man, man, I went to church, man. I was an usher. Come on. I was on the praise team. I memorized some praise songs. How many of you can memorize some praise songs and Jesus still says, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. You know what this is in? The New Testament. So now you got this argument about, well, we don't have to pay attention to the Old Testament because we're in the New Testament. Well, what's this in? So this is in the New Testament. But what is he talking about in the New Testament? Somebody breaking God's laws. Come on. So he's reflecting back and referencing. And so don't be one of these people that gets sucked into this false teaching that is, man, populating hell rapidly. You don't want to be a part of that. Amen. We are to depopulate. We want, listen, we want to still as many people we as we can for the kingdom and not be having these people fine on earth and suffering when they leave. Amen. And so, but I will reply, I never knew you get away from me. You who break God's laws. Man, that's powerful. And so, um, that's okay on that verse 24. And so what we want to make sure is that we understand, man, I want to have some fruit. And so kingdom fruit is the result of a life submitted to Christ. Let me just break this down to you. This is stuff that God really helped me with. And and I wasn't, uh, you know, just the the most upstanding citizen. And I wasn't that guy. But God revealed to me the power of submission. You know, like submission. You think about like martial arts or something like that. They have submission holes where people... ah, they get choked out so bad they tap out before they pass out, right? And so they're, they're fully under the control of someone else. Well, if you think about Christianity, what is it? Think about, like, I'm a Christian. Would there be any Christians if we all went to heaven as soon as we said the sinner's prayer? So there would be no Christians in the earth. And so the word Christian, it... Uh, it um, brings attention to our identity so that we could be seen by others and recognized as that. That person is recognized as a Christian. Well, the word Christian means to be Christ-like. Well, how can we possibly be Christ-like if we were such terrible people? 
Amen? How, how's that part? I mean, man, come on. How can I be? You said the word Christian means to be Christ-like. So what you saying? I'm supposed to be walking around here like Jesus? Mm-hmm. How that just... That, that's, that doesn't make any sense. Well, it doesn't have to make sense. The, the reason that it doesn't make sense to people is because the only way you get there is you got to die. And so I'm not talking about die a physical death. I'm talking about you got to die to self. Amen. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. That cross represents crucifixion. It, it represents that you've died to yourself. What people get themselves in trouble is they try to take their old self into Christianity and it does not fit. Those clothes don't fit on you. Come on. They don't fit. Come on. you, are, you Listen, you have an illustration of that right there. Eh? All you got to do is go try on some clothes that you had in high school. You're not about to fit those. You know, because, you know, styles come back around and say, man, I should have kept my stuff. No, no. If you would have kept it, you wouldn't fit it. (laughs) Amen. And what happens when you're trying to fit them old clothes? You don't even look right. That's people today trying to take their old self into Christianity. You don't even look right. It don't fit you, man. I just, you know, you just got to. That's how you get these. You ever met some mean church people? Yeah. Oh, I don't want to get no that. Mean, you know what I'm saying? Just mean. But you know what I found with mean church people? Is they were mean unchurch people. Like they didn't become mean when they got saved. Come on. No, you was already mean. The old you was mean. Amen. Now the new you still mean. Wait, some ain't right. Amen. Come on. The old you was critical. No tolerance. The new you is. What's going on? Are, are we missing something in the church? Did we miss out on some type of secret teaching or something? I cannot be the old me. And. um in the kingdom. Because the only way for me to get into the kingdom is I had to die to the old me. And so if I didn't die to the old me and now I got the old me manifesting in the kingdom, what's going on? I, somebody tricked me. And so Christianity is not just something we say we are. Do you understand that people are supposed to know you're a Christian without even talking to you? Come on. Huh? Nobody should be like, what? You mean to tell me you go to church? Wow. That must be a very lenient church. Gosh. (laughs) It ought not be that way. Amen? And so kingdom fruit is the result of a life submitted to Christ. Amen. Not acquainted a little bit. I'm talking about submitted. That means you have come under the mission of Christ. Now you're no longer on top. You have given up control and now he's on top. Come on. See, some people, they want to stay on top and then they want to have Jesus tag along. Jesus does not tag along. That's not how it works. That's why he would say something so bold like the scriptures we just read. Get away from me. I don't even know you. You that break God's laws. We don't want to be in that category. Amen. Now, why am I preaching this? Because this is necessary for you to be effective in soul winning. We got a lot of recruiting going on right now in the world. There's a lot of recruiting. There's a lot of recruiting uh, even from a church standpoint, but what are people being recruited into? Isn't it a shame when people belong to a church, but then you ask them, are they saved? And they say, huh? Well, you say, what? Are you what? 
because all they know to tell you is they go to this church. They know the address to the church, but they don't know if they're saved or not. That's bad teaching. Amen. And so if I understand this, kingdom fruit is going to be the result of a submitted life to Christ. Well, I got to go all in. And so we know you don't have to turn there, but second Corinthians five seventeen. if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. And what happened to the old things? Old things are passed away. And behold, all things are new. And all things are of God. And so I've got to accept that as truth. Amen. Matter of fact, just put that up there real quick. Uh, what does that say? Second Corinthians 5, 17. Five, well, it goes all the way down to like, you know, but I know it starts at 517, but, you know, this means that anyone that belongs to Christ or if you put the King James, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new and uh, all things are of God who has reconciled us by himself or uh, to himself by Jesus Christ and given to us the ministry of reconciliation. That's good on that. And so that means all things are of God. So what does that mean? I'm going to do what God does. I, I'm going to do what God does. I don't have to worry about, uh, you know, people trying to, you know, I, I don't, I'm not going around telling people, they needed this, they needed that. No, I need to do it. Because if they see me, that's better than me telling them. Me giving them the example of it is the best thing I could do. My witness is powerful, but your walk is your most powerful witness. And sometimes people see you that you don't know, you're going to have an encounter with them in the days to come. And so God could set up an encounter, but then now you don't want your behavior today when you didn't think nobody saw you. Oh, come on, somebody. The person that you flashed on and got mad at, God could then have had a setup for you in a week to witness and win them. But guess what? You have compromised your witness. Because now guess what? When you go to them now, after you just went off on them, but then you're going to come back later and say, I'm here. See, what if we were on outreach and, and we decided God sent us somewhere and then now you happen to meet a person and you're like, oh. And then that happens to be one that I say, I feel like the Lord is telling me you need to go talk to them. And you're like, oh, mm. Yeah. I wonder if they recognize me. <laughs> I'm just, uh, I, just oh, I, I wonder if I, right? Because you messed up your witness. But if you don't know when God's going to have you encounter somebody, then how many know you got to keep it 100 all the time? Because you got to be ready because you ain't going to be able to get ready. You got to stay ready with this. But it's not hard to stay ready if you did what it takes to get into this anyway. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Oh, if you're going to come after me, you got to deny yourself and pick up your cross and follow me. You see what I'm saying? Now, that's just the way this works. And so this kingdom fruit will be seen on your life. Now let's go to John, John 15, and we'll look at 5 through 8 in the NLT. John 15, 5 through 8 in the NLT. He says, yes, I am the vine. So this is Jesus. So I want to give you some comfort. Like what I've learned is Jesus does all of this through me. I can't take any credit for any of this. The only thing I can take credit for is the fact that I submitted to him. The fact that I, of my free will, gave up my own ways and my own life. That's of my free will. That's a free will decision. But after that, it's all him. You know, God will teach you how to do everything you need to do. 
See, I, I, I don't have to worry about when, if I'm just trying to be a Christian, then I got to be cautious of my behavior. Come on. And I've, I have to be very careful of my environment if I'm trying to be a Christian. But you can't always plan that, right? What if a certain kind of people get under your skin? Well, you can't control if you're going to see one of them. You might think you can. You say, I'm going to stay out of that neighborhood. But the next thing you know, God brought that neighborhood to where you were. How they get in this restaurant? They don't even live around here. It's a setup. See what I'm saying? But if you understand, I'm, man, the old me is gone. And so I'm just like, I get it. I understand what it takes to step into this. And so, but I don't have to do this myself. And so he says, yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. Stop right there. This is Jesus saying this. The same one that said, depart from me. I don't know you because you, you work and you're breaking God's laws. But now he's letting you know how you can do this. I mean, no, Christianity would be impossible for a regular person. It would be impossible. That's why he said to the disciples, stay here until you get the power from on high. Because if you don't have the power, you're not going to be able to do this. Even Peter, we have the example of Peter. Peter was sold out and faithful, so he said, to God. But then what did he do? Jesus told him, you're going to deny me three times before the rooster starts making noise. And what did Peter do? Just that. He denied him three times. But Peter was the same one who was trying to be a Christian. See, that's what happens to people. They're trying to be a Christian and then the wrong thing happens and they manifest. And we see what kind of tree they are. Don't try to be a Christian. Amen. Jesus says, I'm the vine. And you are the branches. And so basically, he's the vine. He's the source. And we're just connected to the source. Amen. So, yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me. Y'all in here with me. I cannot visit God. How many know you can have a good day with God? But you know what's going to happen tomorrow? The devil's going to see where you're standing. You're still with him? I'm just checking. Figure out, you know, I got that thing you like. Just bring it on by. See if you want to. Amen. Now, you can't take that bait. But if you are connected to the vine, how many know that's the life source? Come on. Oh, how many know when you are connected to the vine, you got heaven flowing through you? How many of y'all know you walking around here with heaven's power flowing all through you? It's flowing through your veins. You're walking around here with the anointing. Listen, you are, when you are connected to the vine and Jesus is the vine, then you don't have to be anointed on the outside because the anointing is flowing on the inside. We're in a different time now. Amen. I know we do things symbolic, symbolically. I'll pray over you and I'll put that all. But you're already anointed. Because you got the vine. You're connected to the vine. The life source is all in you. When did Jesus have to get ready to witness? Y'all got any examples for me? Well, he had to get ready to witness. I mean, they would not even let him rest. If Jesus wanted to rest, people showing up. Why? Because the anointing is attractive. People that are in bondage, they are attracted to freedom. Amen. And you ought to have people coming up to you. Come on. When you don't even want to be disturbed. You ought to have. Listen, you ought to have opportunities coming to you because of what people see on you. I've had some of my greatest witnessing opportunities come. Because somebody just came up to me. And they just start telling you everything. Amen. And so it says, Jesus says, yes, I'm the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce what? Did it say might produce? 
Do you understand if I'm connected to Jesus, I cannot help but produce heaven. Oh, come on, man. If I am connected to the vine, the life source, I cannot help but to produce heaven. Heaven. I'm going to bring heaven into every situation I step into. I'm going to bring heaven into every city I step in. Oh, come on, somebody. I'm going to bring heaven into every workplace. I'm going to bring heaven. Why? Because I'm connected to the vine. Jesus never had the ability to shut heaven off. The only time that happened is when he said, he took on our sin. He said, it is finished. For that one moment, God the Father had to turn his back on him. But then he conquered sin and death and he's connected. So now we're connected to that life source. Amen. And so he says, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Next verse. Uh, anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. Dang. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask anything you want. And what's that? So this is just, just real quick. That's a little nugget. That's a key to answer prayer. Because how many know if I'm abiding in him, even my prayers are going to be right. I'm going to ask for the right thing because the Holy Ghost is going to tell me what to ask. And guess what? Because I remain in him, I'm going to get it. And so next verse. When you produce much fruit. What does it say? So what if you don't produce fruit? Oh, man. He said, when you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my father. And so. We see in this scripture that disciples produce and I'll tell you, disciples produce and reproduce. This is how the church has spread across the world and the church started with 120 people in the upper room in the book of Acts in chapter two. But it has gone global. Do you understand? Christianity is global. It's all around the world. So you know how many languages the Bible is in now. And this all started with just 120 people. But if we are his true disciples, we will produce and reproduce. Go to Matthew 5 now. Matthew 5, 14 through 16. So Matthew 5, and let's look at this in the King James. So Matthew 5, 14 through 16. Praise the Lord. So he says, let your light so shine. What? Okay, so now we're back on actions, right? Let your light so shine before men that they may see what they're going to see. Your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. So if they see my good works, they don't glorify me. They're going to glorify my father. They're going to say, oh, man. Wow, God must be real. I mean, what I see in you, I used to know you and look at you today. Well, that's what people ought to be saying about you. There ought to be such a difference in your life that it compels people to glorify your father. You see how much more important this is than us just running around telling everybody, you know, uh, preaching hyper grace. Oh, it's okay, brother. God still loves you anyway. I mean, no, that's we wasting a lot of time. I mean, man, there's no magnetic attraction right there. That, that, listen, this is how people can be promoted because they know how to talk good. They're, they're elo- eloquent and all that type of stuff. They can be promoted and people will follow them. But they're not even true with Jesus. But if people themselves, I'm talking about you and me, 
Listen, if you are connected to the vine, you're not going to follow no false teacher. Oh, come on. So I uh, glory to God. You won't be deceived. If you are connected to the vine, you're going to know. Oh, no, no, mm -mm, I'm not following him. Because something inside of you. Come on, y'all. Something inside of you is going to tell you like, hold up. (sighs) Seem like he's not 100. See, I could pick him quick. I could pick them quick because I don't play with it. I live, I live 100 all the time, so I could pick them quick. Bang, bang. Now, if you are one that's deceived, and then you get surprised later, you find out about their character, but you was all, that's the same one you was getting chill bumps off his message. You shouldn't have got no chill bumps. You should have already known. The Holy Ghost should have said, he ain't legit. You see what I'm saying? Because you are connected to the vine. But a lot of people are not connected to the vine, so they're not attracted to things that flow through the vine. And so if you're not connected to the vine, you're not attracted to the things that flow through the vine, which is truth, righteousness, holiness. That flows through the vine, but you're more so attracted to the entertainment side of things. Because you're not connected to the vine. I'm going to tell you right now, Jesus is not impressed with nobody's praise team and their light show. He is not impressed. He's impressed with people who live in the word. Amen. And who is Jesus? He's divine. Well, if we connected, that's what we're going to be interested in. Amen. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on the hill cannot be hid. So that's who we are. We're the light of the world. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. So no matter where I step, I'm going to just illuminate. That place is going to be bright because of God's power. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. So they're going to see it in you, but then they're going to glorify him. Y'all get y'all got it. They're going to see it in you, but then they're going to glorify him. Now, look at this verse 16 in the uh, Amplified Classic. Let's look at that verse 16 in the Amplified Classic. Put an emphasis on this right here. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your what? What is moral excellence? Especially in our world today. What is moral excellence? What does that mean? <clears throat> oh, no, you decide what you go. Don't judge me. Oh, there's a. They're changing the standard. Now they want to push things on your kids and teach them things in school and and say it's okay. And and they're coming out with cartoon books that are actually pornographic. And they're pushing them to fifth graders and stuff like that. But the church is too busy talking about don't judge me. But the word is talking about let Your light so shine before men that they may see your moral excellence. Wait, moral excellence? Moral excellence is several steps above I'm just a filthy sinner. No, this is talking about moral excellence. This is talking about you got to do it right, man. You got to get your stuff together, man. You can't be slipping in. Moral excellence means you're not slipping in no areas. I don't have no... You know, well, God knows my shortcomings. What's the, I'm talking about moral excellence. And I told you how to do it. Die to self. So you cannot, you cannot be a Christian of your own power. You can surrender according to your own power. But you can only be a Christian because you're connected to the vine. And he's in you and living this life through you. Amen. He is the light. That's inside of us. That's why we're the light of the world. We're not the light of the world because we're just some such great people. We're the light of the world because Jesus, who is the light, is alive. And how many know he's the son that's alive in us? And now we're able to do this so we can let that light shine. And he says, um, let your light so shine before men that they may see your moral excellence and your praiseworthy, noble and good deeds. See that? 
and recognize and honor and praise and glorify your father who is in heaven. You're never, I'll just make you aware of it. And some of y'all have been around me long enough, so you already know this. But you're never going to get a pass from me to sin. I'm never going to justify it. I'm never going to tell you you're okay. I'm going to tell you to repent. I'm going to tell you that you need to repent right now. I'm going to tell you don't play games with God. Because you don't know how many more breaths you have to breathe. So my job as a pastor is to prepare you. Not to prepare you how to live a lavish life in the earth. If that's what God does for you, that's his business, not mine. That's why I don't say stuff like, God's going to give you that house. I don't know. He didn't tell me that. <laughs> Did he tell you that? Well, praise God. I'm in agreement. Let's, let's believe God. But I'm not about to give you these promises. God's going to, God's going to give you a new house. He's going to give you this. He's going to give, I don't, that's not my anointing. My anointing is to prepare you to stand before him. And when you stand before him, you're going to be saying, man, I'm sure glad I went to word of life. I'm sure glad that I, you know, decided to go 100. You see what I'm saying? That's what really matters, man. That's what matters. That's what matters is that we are living right before God. So that at least God knows who we are. You know, sometimes people don't know people. You say, man, I thought I knew him. Man, I was around that guy and I thought I, I, I could have never imagined he would do that. Sometimes we don't know people. But God knows us and we want God to know us like that. And we want to be found acceptable in his sight. And the only way is to be connected to the vine. And now we're going to exhibit moral excellence. And so moral excellence means really no compromise. Now, what if I'm living like this? I said, that's it. Now, I always have to put an asterisk. Doesn't mean that you're Superman and you know how to do everything. You should be getting convicted by the Holy Ghost probably every day. Now, if you're not getting convicted by the Holy Ghost at all, one of two things have happened. You are perfect. I don't think that's happened, but I mean, you know, I'm not to say it could be some, there could be some perfect people in this world. I don't know. But one of two things happen. You're perfect, or the second thing is you become numb. And so that's dangerous. When you become numb, now you don't know your wrong is wrong. That is not where you want to be. Now, I don't, I'm not saying that, you know, you're going to just make so many mistakes that your whole day is spent. I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry, Lord. No, it's not like that. But the whole you you're going to be tempted. But with every temptation, God provides a way of escape. So as long as I'm in this earth, the devil's going to try to tempt me. He's going to it could be a flash thought. It could be. No, they said, well, but you're connected to the vine. Why did you get that flash thought? Because there's still a devil in the world. Jesus didn't give me that thought. That's why I rejected it so fast. You see what I'm saying? That's why Timothy says, fight the good fight of faith. Well, how I many I wouldn't have to fight no good fight if everything was just, I'm just going to be running around here looking like an angel. How I many know angels can do stuff that we can't do? How I many know angels can tolerate somebody's mouth? Oh, y'all didn't want to get it. Angels can tolerate that mouth, but we need help. Ah, come on. We need help so that we don't manifest. Now, that doesn't mean I'm a bad tree and all that. I'm I'm, I'm letting you know some things. You will not stay in any situation. This thing will be so quick. You will go from, I started to get mad, and then you got taken over so quick. You're like, what happened? That's how this life works, because the life flow is coming into you and the life flow is coming on you and it's taking over the things that the devil wants to try to 
you know, cause you to manifest and cause you to, and then all of a sudden you'll be ready to say something. Y'all, y'all okay with, you okay with being taken over like this where you want to say something and you're about to say it. And then when you open your mouth, something else came out. I said, man. And later on you're saying, whoo, thank you, Lord. Thank you that you hijacked my words. Amen. And so my purpose in preaching the way I preach is not to bring discouragement on anybody to think that, uh, we, man, we're just, we have to be perfect at that church. That's not it. You have to be honest at this church. You have to acknowledge where you are and listen to the Holy Ghost. If he tells you, I don't want you doing that, then listen to him. Don't try to justify it. That's where people go wrong. They try to justify their wrong instead of repenting of their wrong. They try to justify it. And I did this because it was their fault. And it was this and they made me. No, no, no. That's where repentance comes in. Lord, I'm sorry. I don't want to do that. I know that wasn't you. You see what I'm saying? Now, why would you repent? Because of the tree you are now. See, the bad tree is never going to repent. Do you guys understand? Maybe you don't. You didn't know me. But I was not going around telling people I'm sorry when I was a sinner. If me and you got into it, whatever happened, you deserved it. And there was not going to be any apology. Matter of fact, I was no longer going to think about you. I'm serious, man. I had no problem with this. Like, I mean, at all. But then God gets a hold of you. And it's like, dang, you, if you flash, if you raise your voice too much, you're like, oh. You feel bad about it. See what I'm saying? Well, that's because you're a tree that no longer produces bad fruit. Yeah. Amen? Amen? That's a change that, that happens. And so now, imagine that this is the way you're living now. I'm sold out for God. Now, I want to help you with this because if I understand it's him doing it, I don't have to apologize for me messing up and all that. I, it's him. And so, but I got to just remind myself every day, it ain't going to be you, it's going to be him. It ain't going to be you, it's going to be him. And so I'm going to live this life every day, fully sold out, submitted and dependent upon God to do it. Because I know if he don't do it, I'm not going to make it. But what I won't do is make any uh, excuses. And so I'm going to have a standard that I have for myself. You know, I don't expect myself to go off on a cussing rampage. I don't expect myself to do that. But I never told myself, you're not going to do that anymore. I just gave everything to God. And so as a result of that, I don't do that. Amen? And so, now, Matthew, go to Matthew now. Matthew 28, 19 to 20. An Amplified Classic. And so, we start talking about soul winning. We understand this is not just giving people a ticket to heaven This is about discipleship. So he says, go then, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them into the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And this is what I want you to focus on, teaching them to observe everything I've commanded you. And so I got to teach somebody to do what I'm doing. That's why it's important to be authentic as a Christian. Don't ever be one that tells people to do stuff that you don't do. Don't ever be that person. Don't ever be one that tells somebody they need to do something that you don't do. That's why me as as your pastor, I'm not going to tell you to do something I don't do. Amen. I'm not going to tell you to live a way that I'm not living. Because I've got to teach you just like you teach others, teach them to observe everything I've commanded you. And behold, I'm with you. All the days. And so basically he's saying, as you do this, I'm going to be with you. Well, what does that mean when he's with me? He's doing this. He's helping me. He's empowering me to do this. And so I don't have to worry about it. And so now I can understand what he's saying about making disciples. This is reproduce. This is multiply. This is winning souls. So we're not fitting in, but we're winning. But we're winning because of 
us being authentic. Authenticity attracts the anointing. I'm trying to help you guys today. Authenticity attracts the anointing. And so when God sees that you are real, he will release more of his anointing on you and you will become bold. I'm going to close in a minute, but I got to make sure you get this. Authenticity attracts the anointing. I'm telling you, that thing will be on you without you even looking for it because you're 100. That's why the theme of our whole ministry is probably obedience. Every message we ever preach comes around to obedience because everything is right there. And so authenticity attracts the anointing. And when God sees that you are real, he will release more of his anointing on you and you will become bold. Go to uh, Proverbs 28 1. He says that uh, basically the wicked flee when no man pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. And so as you start to think about this, you start to understand that, wait a minute, where does this boldness come from? This boldness comes from God. This boldness comes upon me as a byproduct of me living a submitted life to God and not me trying to impress you or anyone else. It's I'm living 100. I'm doing this all the way. The wicked flee when no man pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. Now, this is holy boldness. Look at your name and say holy boldness. This is not the same as a critical spirit. Oh, come on. There's some, uh, there's some people that are quick to talk about somebody, but they ain't leading nobody to Jesus. They know how to comment on your wrong or what you're doing and cut you down over here, but they ain't winning no souls. They're nervous to do that. How come you ain't nervous to talk about somebody? See what I'm saying? So what I'm talking about, that ain't, this boldness right here is holy boldness. This is for the purpose and the sake of the kingdom. And so the wicked flee when no man pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. And so once again, this is a holy boldness that is a result of the anointing and not your personality. This is a holy boldness that is a result of the anointing and not your personality. So when you sign up for outreach, don't be coming to me talking about, Pastor, I'm too shy to talk to people. Because I already told you in this word that the holy boldness that comes upon you is not a result of your personality. It's a result of the anointing. You could be the quietest, most timid person and get that anointing flowing on you and you'd be a loud mouth for Jesus. I'm talking about you ain't scared to witness to nobody. You going up winning people to Jesus and you're like, what happened? You will surprise yourself. Amen. But it ain't about. Oh, well, that's just not my personality type. What the kingdom got to do with your personality? Amen. And so God will have you doing some stuff, man. So soul winning is not about knowing a bunch of scriptures either. I, you know, Pastor, I just, I don't know my Bible that well. Soul winning is not about knowing a bunch of scriptures or being a people person. Well, I just, you know, I get along with others and or I'm kind of shy or that has nothing to do with this. Soul winning is not about knowing a bunch of scriptures or being a people person or a great speaker. It's about being a yielded vessel. Come on, somebody. How many I got up in here to say that's, uh, uh, you know what? Whoo, I know, Pastor, I can't, I can't quote all the scriptures. I can't do that, but I can empty myself out. I have the ability to say, here I am, Lord. I do have the ability to say, fill me up with your power. I can do that, Lord. I, you know, you see, that's what I'm talking about. Because it's about being a yielded vessel Willing, look at your name and say, I'm willing. Okay, so it's willing to allow God's power to flow through you. 
It's about being willing to allow God's power to flow through you. It's not me. I don't even know what to say. Listen, I've been doing this for so long, but I'm not able to do this because I'm a pastor. I have to make this clear. I'm going to train you all on some outreach. We're going to get some people saved. But and I've been used by God to lead people to him all kind of different ways on the phone and in person, all these different things. But it ain't because of me. It's because I'm a yielded vessel. It's because I opened myself up and said, "Okay, Lord, do whatever you want. And so now we'll close with this scripture, Matthew 10, 19 to 20. So, you know, and with the disciples, the original disciples, they basically Jesus was letting them know they're going to throw you in jail. They're going to do all this stuff. But I want you to know about this power that's in you. He said, but when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what you shall speak. For it shall be given you in that same hour. Man, I have been given downloads on the spot. I'm talking about at the moment of shaking a hand. Bam, God next tells me what to say. Don't even know the person. How does that happen? Oh, that's because you're, you know, you just got that personality type. I told you, man. It's a yielded vessel. That's all it is. Because there are people that could be super bold. Do you ever wonder, like, man, you are super bold in the world, but now you're in church. You're like quiet. You never say anything. What's going on? See, because they were yielded before. Oh, come on, somebody. They were yielded to their God, which was the devil. And so they he was flowing freely through them. But now they come into the kingdom, but they not yielded. Come on, somebody. And that's why they quiet. See. But now. I will be used by God. To speak to whoever, whenever, wherever. And guess what? I don't have to know what to say because he says in that same hour, you're going to be given what you should say. Next verse. For it is not you that speaks. But the spirit, that's the Holy Ghost of my father, which speaks in you. So I don't have to worry about it. I have had. Times of witnessing where I'm coming up with scriptures that, you know, I didn't even I don't remember reading that lately. I'm decide where. And in in the early days, I would I was quoting scripture before I really knew where they were. But it was the Holy Ghost. He knows what to say. And then he'll tell you, see, sometimes you think, oh, it's just in church. You know, sometimes pastor can do that. He could pray over us and get an insight, a word of knowledge. You got the same gift. You can get a word of knowledge on somebody at the park. All you got to do is be a yielded vessel. You can touch them. And then all of a sudden God will start talking to you and you'll say something and they start crying. How are they crying at the park, man? There's other people around here. They're not in church. There's no organ. They're at the park. Breaking down. Because you're a yielded vessel. And so that's what God's going to do. See, this is what church is really about. Church is about living this out. Now, as we leave this message, hey, you know, always pray. Go to the Holy Ghost. You know, ask God to show you you. (coughs) Excuse me. If there's something that ain't right, don't don't run from it. Some people don't want to pray that to God. Say, God, show me because they don't want to see what he shows them. How I many know it's good for you to see that now? Amen. You say, oh, Lord, I didn't even know that was. I'm not. What? <laughs> and then that way you can be clean of that. Amen. Yeah. And now you could be an effective soul winner because you're going to have fruit. I mean, it's going to be a lot easier to win. Even let's say your family that sees you. And they know what you do and what you don't. It's going to be a lot easier for you to lead them to Jesus if they see heaven's fruit on display. If they don't see it, it's going to be a tough road for you. But if you be yielded, then now God will use you. And so let's get prepared 
to win. But as we leave this message, just reflect. Lord, where am I at? Okay, praise God, I'm fixed. You know, I know you're doing some wonderful work in me. And then he's prepping you because he wants your witness to be a strong witness. A strong witness that will compel people to want to come into the kingdom. Amen? Amen. If you believe it, go ahead and clap for the Lord today. Amen. Praise God. Let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you for blessing us, meeting us here today. We thank you for the truth of your word, which is the power that we really need. I pray in the name of Jesus for everyone under the sound of my voice that we would all be encouraged to step out and to walk with a greater level of boldness in the earth, being those empty vessels ready to be used by you at any given moment. We praise you and we honor you for that. Maybe you're watching this message. Maybe you don't know Jesus as Lord. Well, we want you to know his arms are open to receive you now. But you're going to have to say yes to him. Nobody can make you do this, but we surely do invite you to do it. Church, let's repeat this prayer so that anyone who hears this message will know how to receive Jesus as Lord. Repeat after me. Jesus, please forgive me for all of my sins. I commit my life into your hands. This day, I am saved. Do with me as you please. And fill me with the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen. Clap for the Lord. Amen.